Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to The Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's show, we revisit The Walsh Farm, where John gives us an insight into his farming life, while Brendan explains what sustainability means for their farm. When it came to zero uh, eight, there was talks of quotas coming to an end. So I said, we'll do up to Milk and Parla. It was, a, it was a milk and parrot that was there 40 years. And uh, we'd say units added on, but the system wasn't working properly, like in bits and pieces added on. So I said, we'll scrap it all and put in a new plant in the same building. And it is from there, really, that I'd say my thoughts on milk hygiene really took off. Like, because you had a new plant, now's the time to do it right. And uh, we did everything right. We'd say, Let's say, as regards the plant itself, it was a, it's a basic plant, no frills, nothing. Um, and what I did notice, I would say, in, in 2017, there was 18 finalists from Dairy Gold, 14 in the national. There was high-tech machines to basic machines, but every one of us had the same thing in common, milk quality. Machine has nothing to do with it. If your routine is right, your milk quality in the dairy will be right. So you can have pay what you want for the best machine in the country, but it still might be right if your routine is wrong. So, and that's what I know. So all the competitors, every one of them had a, their routine was perfect. Like some had fabulous cell counts down in the 30s. You know, it shows that, but they will say whatever they were doing was correct. Like, uh, then when it came to, uh, we knew that quotas were going, we said now was a chance to. They were saying twenty fifteen it went so from twenty twelve onwards I was changing silage pits, doing things that I could do financially that weren't a burden at the same time. We say we build silage pits, uh, put them in the right place, so that when when it comes to feeding time, everything is in the right place, as regards feeding. You're not driving for hours and still not getting anywhere. We did a cash shed two years ago to feed cows more efficiently and you can clean it out very fast no manual uh, and then this year now we've done the major project is cubicles for cows for the expansion and uh, a proper flow in the air for the, for the cows and you mentioned um, last week that there are 113 cows on farm at the moment. Mm-hmm. Say, so when you started off, how many cows were you milking? Um, obviously, it has increased yeah, today. It, it was stagnant at 85 for years. That was that's all our quota could produce. Like, and and people say, well, you know, a lot of people bought quota. For me, looking, I thought quota buying quota was a total rip off. But that was my opinion. And we had a beef enterprise as well, so that kind of kept cash flow correct. Like, I was kind of just hoping that this quarters would go, and it eventually did get, it was worth the wait. Like, and in the future now, where do you see cow numbers going? You know, will the beef enterprise contract on this farm? Yeah, it will. It will contract, but we'll say Brendan not being at home full time at the moment. But I will go to one hundred and thirty cows. I'd be nice and comfortable at that. But anything after that. I wouldn't, you know, I'd rather, you know, have numbers that you can manage comfortably without putting pressure on yourself and the system. Like, 
And you mentioned um, the number of Dairy Gold finalists and the number of national finalists. And as we look around the kitchen here, there's um, a lot of framed certificates. So you've been quite successful within Dairy Gold, um, you know, not to mention the big award last year. Can you talk us through the assessment process that you went through, you know, in, in the early 2000, uh, say around 2010 and, and then again last year? Yeah, um, we'll say in the Dairy Golds part of it, we'll say when the when the judges came, or we'll say from the representing the, the judges for Dairy Gold, uh, it was basic to see what way you were running your farm, were you measuring grass, all this, and uh, I was comfortable at it. You know what I mean? And we'll say in twenty twelve, right, Brendan wasn't on the farm that time. I don't think. But uh, we'll say I, I was happy enough at that time. But uh, last year, then when it came to the, we had uh, Karina Pierce and uh, Don Crowley, and I said, and I said there was so much information like compared to back in twenty twelve. You know, we had so much more information now, like as regards milk recording. I said, I don't quite remember half this. I said, I'd be outside in the field and I'd freeze. So I said to Brendan, "We do what we when you go to any farm. Or what's the first thing to do is to hand you out sheets of paper." I said, we'll put it all down. At least you can read it. And I and I think a lot of them were actually impressed that you had, you know, I said to him, I couldn't retain all the information. At least you had something in your hand. At least you can flick through it. At least if you freeze, you can read something. And I handed them, they all had a hand out each. So, and they were impressed that, you know, you had some information, to, I mean, that you could give to them and they could go home and look at it later on. But because uh, I couldn't remember half the things I was supposed to say. But it, it went well then. Like, mm. They I were, suppose the handout is accumulation yeah. of records, records and milk recording. Yeah, because you know what you can't keep them up in your head and be looking at fellas that you only see on the journal and looking at you see on television and they're looking at you like you'd freeze. That's right. Yeah. But I felt more confident. At least I had information in front of me, and you could read it if you were stuck. Yeah, and and you know, the, the, talk us through. Like, say, what are the main uh, aspects of the farm they were looking at? You you mentioned facilities, grassland. Mm-hmm. You know, what in particular were they looking at? Well, would say each one had their own particular. Like Jack had the grass end of it, you know. He he, he was more anxious. Uh, he was more. He was on charge of the grass, and I brought him down. Like we were actually having another mini drought at that time, and uh, I brought him into a field. I said we'd probably cut that because it's going to be semi. And he said, "Hold your horses now. You might need it yet." Like you know, he chose that you have to use your head, measuring or not that you might need the grass when you're in a drought situation, which you would normally cut like. But, you know, he was a uh, down-to-earth person as regards that. Like, you know, and I told him what kind of varieties of grass I had and all this. Uh, David Leeson then was really concentrating in the dairy and really talking about hygiene, what your routine was. That's what he really wanted. And he was only waiting for to see, had you something different com- compared to everybody else, like, you know. But as far as I could see, in any, let's say, the two different stages of competition, everyone had a, a routine. And it's not a anything fancy. It's just the routine. And do the same thing and do it right. Like, don't take any shortcuts just because you're leading it to a match or something. The idea of sustainability or sustainability for this firm, and you, you mentioned a particular focus on the environment. What does that mean to this firm? To farm profitably without having a, a big impact on, on the environment around us, I suppose, on, on, the, on the the farm that on, on the, the farm that we have to 
and it's what we're what we're kind of doing to do that um you know simple things it's it's all it's all simple things that can be done very easily on any on any farm um just for even rainwater collection you know for washing down yards simple tank um saves it saves an awful lot of money and water as well um we're reusing the play cooler water simple you know simple things like that um one change we've made now this year we're using protected protected urea instead of instead of can um there's nothing extra that we had to do but it'll make a massive difference um in in ammonia the ammonia reduction i think is something like 78 percent over can from using um protected urea so it's simple things like that um I saw I saw a graph on um it was somebody giving a talk in the citizens assembly on um or the environment I think it was and the there was a farmer and he what he'd opened it was a number of measures that farmers could make to decrease their footprint and increase profitability so if every farmer targeted them you know it's a win win um and it can be done very very easily it's just a case of I suppose becoming knowledgeable on it and um and um I suppose putting the, the knowledge to use then after that. And if we focus on, you know, the dairy enterprise on this farm, it's the main enterprise, what what do you view as sustainable in terms of say stocking rate? Stocking rate is probably one of the, the biggest drivers of, you know, productivity and profitability within systems. You know, you know, how do what dictates stocking rate? Um I suppose we'd be going on the on the on the on the guidelines from from Chagas around the kind of the two two point five to to two point eight probably two point seven is our is our marker um due to due to drought I don't think we'll be able to 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 grow I suppose grow enough grass um throughout the summer if we maybe go any higher because drought is a big is a big issue here and if if we are to go higher that means putting more silage and imported feed into it and then we're we're heading in the wrong direction then um as regards profitability and sustainability and picking up on the 2.7 cows per hectare what sort of grass are you growing on the farm we're currently at 14 ton that's what we grew in 2017 so we'll have to obviously to get to 2.7 we'll have to up that a little bit um yes yeah, so so the general guideline coming from Chagas would be five to five and a half tons yeah of grass dry matter per cow and you know how far can you push it would you hit the 15 16 ton i think we probably probably can because there is a, there is a couple of paddocks that are do need to be receded while they're they're growing grass they're they're older paddocks and when the pinch comes as regards drought they just fall off a cliff almost instantly um they're fine in the spring and autumn but come the drought they're gone so they there is a bit of there is a bit of scope there for 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 receding there, and that should see us. So if we if we're constantly receding, um, which we probably weren't maybe doing a massive amount a couple of years ago, so we're playing a small bit of catch up, but receding soil fertility, um, we've now maybe four years ago our soil fertility was quite poor. So year one was pH, so we concentrated the pH. The pH, all paddocks are now above six point one. Year two was phosphorus, um, so all paddocks are in index four, three, and there's two paddocks in index two, and then year three, which was twenty sixteen, was 
um, potassium. Um, so now there has been a bit of a, that isn't exactly where it should be. Paddocks are, I think it's 50-50 between index three and two. So there's a bit of work to be done there. But since then, we've been just topping it up, both lime, P and K been topping it up. And that's probably the key in us going from when I started grass measuring in 2013, we grew 10 tonne up to 14 in 27, 2017. Dramatic increase, yeah. 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 And look, to focus on the dairy enterprise. What does that mean for cow numbers? You know, you're at 113 cows at the moment and you're going to 130. Will you go further than that in the future? Uh, well, yeah, once I'm, once I'm at home full time, yeah, we will we will need to. So it'll be, we'll reduce the, the beef um, and basically replace the beef numbers with which with cows um with dairy cows um so because dairying is is more profitable we'll have to we'll have to do that we won't get a, a sustainable income for 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 myself and and if, and that if 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 we don't you know john you mentioned brendan's working off farm but he's also contributing to you know the overall labor input on the farm we see this is a family unit there's also maria and the girls um it's not a one person show by any means can you talk us through the the balance in terms of labor on this farm and you know how you're getting it right well there's cer- certain times of the year especially in the springtime everyone knows what it should be like i have a local chap help helps us as well i say he's been here seven or eight years um, Brendan uh, meets the cows in the morning does any AI and we'll do AI again in the evening but in the springtime then you know he'll milk the cows and milk the cows whatever he has to go away and when Andrew comes he feeds his job is feed freshly born cows well they would have got their cholesterol before this but he, he would be given the second feed before we bring him down to the calf house like as such and Maria my wife and Helena would look after him if if Alina well she was in transition journey she was mad about the calf system and it worked well like but uh, and uh, as regards labour I think we're I know the girls are will be probably going doing their own thing Claire is nutritional health science so she's looking for a job at the moment so but uh, Alina's just finished the leave insert so but it's always when they are away you could get a phone call or a text. Did this cow cave? What did she have? But they're always interested. But uh, I know it's in springtime. It could, it's, a, it's all hand on, on dick like anyone. And you know, there's always someone there to give a hand when, you're, when you are stuck. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to John and Brendan Walsh for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.